Regular listeners of this show know that this calendar year, we have had our favorite prospects, and we have pounded the table for Bobby Witt to get called up, for O'Neill Cruz to get called up, and for Vinny Pascantino to get called up. And they finally did. So on Monday night, I put out a call on Twitter. Who should this pod's new favorite prospect be? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And as I said in the open, we are trying to pick a new favorite prospect. These are all suggestions from listeners of the show. Who should our new favorite prospect be? Because as we've shown with a Bobby Witt, with an O'Neill Cruz, with a Vinny Pascantino, if we demand it, they will get called up. So a couple ground rules on how this works. It needs to be somebody that's close enough to the big leagues that we can reasonably demand they get called up and producing well enough to have like ridiculously stupid stats so that it's like glaringly obvious that they should get called up. So there's a couple suggestions that we got. First segment here, a couple suggestions aren't necessarily going to work because they're really good players. They're just a little too low in their systems for us to demand they get called up this season. So, uh, let's go through a couple of those guys that, again, we really liked. Every single one of these players we talk about today was suggested um, by by one or, in some cases, multiple people. So, uh, third baseman Casey Schmidt um, is in high A Eugene Emeralds right now, affiliate of the Giants. And... 299, 371, 516, eight home runs. Uh, he was a second round pick in 2020 out of San Diego State. Playing very well. Uh, I believe this was this was a friend of the pod, Katie Claiborne. Uh, playing really well. A guy that that has looked good. We are very impressed with what he is doing. Um, the numbers aren't like ridiculous yet, but they're really good. Problem is, he's in high A. So it's hard for us to say, hey, he needs to get called up right now. I'm sorry, 12 home runs, not eight, 12 home runs. Let me put some respect on your name, Casey Schmidt. 12 home runs, playing really well. Hard for us to say, you got to call him up right now because he's in high A. So great suggestion. Going to be probably our prospect of the pod to start 2024 at kind of the pace you're looking at here, but not a guy we can do yet. Um, Suggestion we got, I think we got two of these, actually. Ellie De La Cruz. A lot of folks know who he is. Number four prospect for the Cincinnati Reds. uh, International free agent. Uh, I think it was 2019. Signed for like $65,000. And has the absolute highest ceiling in the entire Reds organization. Uh, 291, 346, 557 right now. 13 home runs, 21 of 25 on stolen bases. 
has a chance to stick it short. I mean, he's 6'5", 195. Uh, O'Neal Cruz has showed us, at least in small samples, you can play shortstop at, you know, being incredibly tall. Um, he's got three plus-plus skills on his scouting report, raw power, arm, and um, speed. And so it's something where you think he can stick it short. If he has to move to third, the arm will work there. If you have to move uh, to center field, the speed and the arm will fit in there as well. Looks like an absolute future star. Issues here when it comes to this. Number one, 61 games, struck out 80 times, only drawn 19 walks. So it's one of those things, it's his approach. He genuinely, I like the confidence. He genuinely feels like he can hit every single pitch that's thrown at him. The real reason we can't pick him just yet to be the prospect of the pod is he's in high A Dayton. Again, we have to have a guy who's relatively close to getting promoted so that we can pound the table like we did for O'Neill Cruz for what felt like months. This dude deserves to be here and he's not what's going on. So, loving Ellie De La Cruz. Shout out Jeff Carlo, host of Locked on Reds. Um, love Ellie De La Cruz. Can't quite pick him as our prospect of the pod right now. A guy that I feel like, given some of his numbers, uh, there's a good chance they move him up to double A. I'd like to see them move him up to double A second half of the year this year. Depending on how that goes, you could see a late season call up in 23. I think at best he would be 21 to 22. So he'd be relatively young, but you could see it next year. Anyway, can't pick him right now. Um, had a suggestion for Kevin Alcantara, outfielder for the Cubs, 6'6", 205, um, 275, 358, 502, with 10 home runs, 7 of 8 in stolen bases. Um, and a guy that is a top 10 prospect for the Cubs was traded um, for Anthony Rizzo at the trade deadline. He was one of the guys um, that was moved. So he played in rookie ball in both Florida and Arizona last year. Not a lot of guys get to do that. Um, really good defender. Pl- uh, plus runner, covers a lot of ground, depending on how he fills out. I mean, he's, he's 19 years old. He's, again, 6'6", 205, so he's got some room to add some strength to that frame, add some, some muscle. He may end up having to move to a corner. Uh, his arm strength is decent enough where you can play him in right. It's not a weapon, but it's decent enough. But again, the big issue here is he's in low A. And so he's just too far away. Uh, did get a pitcher in here. Uh, I feel like we didn't have a ton of pitchers that were suggested, or some of them were suggested, and I went after the um I went after the the position player first because it's just it's more fun to have a prospect of the pod be a position player because they play every day. It's hard for us to sit there and pound the table and say, this pitcher, who we last saw play four days ago, deserves to get called up. So, But uh, got a recommendation for Kyle Harrison. And they said, we're suggesting Kyle Harrison because Grayson Rodriguez is injured. So, Kyle Harrison, 2-1, um, and one, 402 ERA. And I think this is a situation where sometimes... The ERA and the win-loss record aren't great indicators of how a guy's doing. 31 in the third innings, 
Um, 14 earned runs, 16 walks to 50 strikeouts. So higher number of walks than you would like. That's four and a half walks per nine innings. But the strikeouts, 14 and a half walks per uh, 14 and a half strikeouts per nine innings. Results that you absolutely love to see that there. Double um, A Richmond has only been there for six games. Started off um, in High A Eugene, spent seven games there. So again, promising player. I think he's got the best slider in the Giants' entire system, but just a guy that is a little too far away for us to to stand right now. Can't do him right now. So Kyle Harrison, 2023 guy. A uh, couple hurt guys or guys that were recently coming off of injury that were suggested. Quinn Priester had a strained oblique, has not had a chance to play a lot. Um, I think he's got, what, maybe two games in. We're talking about pitchers. Two games in right now in, um, in AA Altoona after the injury. I think he's played three total because he had a rehab game in high A. So, again, not a guy we can necessarily... I mean, the numbers look great in two, in two games, seven innings pitched, two five seven ERA. Um, two walks, eight strikeouts, uh, no home runs. So numbers look good. Incredibly small sample size of seven innings. And just not a lot of track record this year. Plus, just got to double A. Again, not a guy we can necessarily focus on uh, for prospect of the pod. And then Daniel Espino would have been a very good nominee. Would have been in this third in the third segment today for the finalist for prospect of the pod. Um, Currently out, he had knee soreness, he had shoulder soreness. There is no timetable to return for him as of now, and it's just very difficult for us to pick a guy and say he needs to get called up when we don't even have a time for him when he's going to get here. So, great nomination. Thank you to everybody who nominated a guy we can't necessarily pick just yet. In just a minute, I want to get to some of the, the runners-up uh, in the the eliminations to get the prospect of the pod. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free post and jo- uh, free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay, this segment, the second segment here, are the guys that I like all of these guys, but when we had to eliminate it down to just a couple, these were some of the guys that missed the cut. Okay, I got a nomination. The very first person that was sent in to me, Spencer Steer, second baseman for the Twins. And a couple things I'll say. Number one, Spencer Steer is almost here. I just like how that rhymes. But, no, so, made, a, made some dramatic changes this year. When you go from 2021 to 2022, his slugging percentage is up almost 100 points. Okay, so last year, 
2021 slugging percentage was 470 in double A. This year, slugging percentage is 571 in triple A. So, absolutely doing well for the whole season because he's spent some time in double A and triple A. 277, 362, 582, 19 home runs. Um, had to stolen base number here somewhere. It wasn't great. That's why I didn't remember it. Two, uh, two of five on stolen bases. So, uh, he was a third round pick in 2019 by the Twins out of Oregon. And again, one of those guys that rapidly, like just rapid jump this year, dramatically improved his numbers in double A compared to what he did last year. Um, kind of unlocked some of the power. And it's cool because he's been a contact oriented guy, never had great exit, like not top end exit below numbers, but consistently would get barrels. Things like that only strikes out at like 20%, which is relatively good in this offensive, offensive environment that we're in. Uh, the thing that I think is why Spencer Steer is almost here and it's going to get called up soon is he's a very versatile defender. So he can play first, he can play second, he can play third, he can handle shortstop in a pinch, he's got good hands, he's got decent arm strength. Like, enough arm strength to play anywhere in the infield. He can play... His best position is second. He's a natural second baseman. But he can play anywhere in the infield based on where you need him, which is absolutely a valuable skill in today's MLB where you have smaller benches and as many pitchers as possible. So the reason I have him in the runner-up segment and not in the finalist segment is... I think he needs a little bit more at-bats against upper-level minor league pitching. He's played a grand total this year of 63 games in the upper minors. I want to see him do... I'm not saying you can't be successful with just a 60-game sample, but I want to see him do a little bit more against high-level pitching. And I think they do too before he gets called up. So... Big fan of Spencer Steer. Love what he did. For right now, not the, not the number one prospect of the pod. Um, a guy we've talked about before. Talked about him two weeks ago, maybe. Called him a future all-star center fielder. Corbin Carroll. Couple different nominations for him. 313, 436, 43 slash line. 16 home runs. 20 of 23 on stolen bases. One of the best stat lines in this group. Seems very obvious that this 2019 first rounder should be our favorite prospect. The reason I'm a little hesitant, he's played 58 games in AA. That's all of his experience in the upper minors. And I, again, I know that there are teams that will call a guy up straight from AA the Braves called Michael Harris up with like 53 games of, of upper minors experience. But based on where the Diamondbacks are in the rebuild and the fact that they have Alex Thomas playing center field now so they don't have the glaring need to call up Corbin Carroll, even though Corbin Carroll is probably the best hitter for average and the fastest base runner in the system, I think it's something where um, he's not necessarily, like, especially after he, he lost a lot of time with an injury last year. I don't think they're going to call him up soon enough. I, y'all don't want to listen to me the rest of the season complain weekly that Corbin Carroll hasn't gotten called up. 
okay? When he gets called up, I'm going to be very, very excited for it. But I don't necessarily think that he's close enough to be the guy. Again, love Corbin Carroll. I think the world of Corbin Carroll and his potential, I think he can be an all-star center fielder. I just don't quite think we're there yet. As far as proximity to the show. Another guy having a great year this year, but more proximity questions. Ezekiel Tovar, uh, shortstop for the Rockies. Absolutely killing it in Hartford right now. 320, 390, 552, 13 home runs, 17 to 20 on stolen bases. He is the best infield defender in this system. He has the best infield arm in this system. He is their number two prospect midseason. Uh, started off at like nine or 10 to open the season, and he has just shot up the boards. He was an uh, international free agent in 2017, and it's just like it's, it's, it, it's funny because he's been a defensive first guy, and yet. His offensive numbers are so fantastic. He added a little bit of weight to his frame. He's he's listed at six foot one sixty two. I've been told he's a little bigger than that. Uh, I absolutely love the potential of Ezekiel Tovar. He's another guy. Sixty five games in the high minors is all he has. They're in Double A there this year. I feel like the Rockies are not going to call him up early because. They've got enough infielders, especially now that Chris Bryant is back and can play first or third in a pinch, even though he's an, he's an outfielder for them. And I think that they're going to wait on him. And so, love Ezekiel Tovar, one of our favorite prospects this season, but not necessarily the guy to get called up just yet. And then, Jordan Walker of the Cardinals. So, Jordan Walker of the Cardinals, another guy suggested quite a bit. Uh, first rounder in 2020 out of high school, 6'5", 220. He's a big boy. 300, 387, 485, seven home runs, 14 of 17 on stolen bases for a dude that's 6'5", 220. How many third basemen do you know that steal 14 bases in half a season? I mean, project out to almost a 30 stolen base pace as a third baseman. Doesn't happen a ton. Jordan Walker Same situation, 61 games in the high minors is all he's got. Plus, I think they want to wait for his power to develop a little bit more. 17 doubles, three triples, the speed is enough to do that. Um, But slugging percentage right now in Springfield in double A of 485 is exactly the same as what it was in high A Peoria last year, 487. It's something where I think they want to give him a little more time to figure out that power stroke before he gets called up. So not necessarily close enough. A guy who it feels like has figured out the power stroke, uh, but again, in even smaller sample size in the high minors, Sedane Raffaella of the Red Sox. Uh, best defensive outfielder in this system. Um, he spent 17 games this season in Portland, A Portland. Before that, he was in high A Greenville. So his number, his slash line for the season, 316, 354, 605, 14 home runs. And his numbers are actually, um, his slugging numbers are better in double A than they were in high A. He's slugging 636 in double A, but he's only got 17 games there. Five home runs in those 17 games, 
uh, 15 to 17 on stolen bases for the season, but a guy that the sample size is too small. And so I don't see the Red Sox calling him up just yet. Now that could continue. You've seen injuries in the Red Sox outfield, Kike Hernandez and things like that. Uh, but that feels to me like that would be a little bit of a, of a panic move if they call him up this early. Uh, I feel like th- they're going to let him continue to cook down in the minors. Um, he can play. His arm is above average to plus, I think, both in the infield and the outfield. Um, he could be a super utility guy who's a plus defender just about everywhere. He is a short king, 5'8", 145. And so I think there's some questions about how much more can his power develop? So how much are these home runs a product of being in Greenville and in Portland um, and then the opposition he faced? They'd probably, I have, they'd have a little bit of questions about how much more can he physically develop? But absolutely been impressive this season. Um, and in just a minute, I want to get to the finalists, the three finalists we have for prospect of the pod. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Sports Card Investor. You, welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and if you want to, profit from the hobby you love. It's available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, and it is a must-have app for baseball fans. If you're interested, if like if you collect cards because you love uh, the nostalgia of the players of your childhood, you can go back in time and see how much those cards are worth today. Uh, if you are wanting to get in, into the world of sports cards and you want to start off with like looking for your favorite players and collecting their cards, uh, never been a better time to start collecting cards because that industry has exploded recently thanks to the pandemic and everybody being stuck at home for a while. And so there's tons of resources out there. This is a great one. You can go look up an Aaron Judge card, a Mike Trout card, see how much these cards are, see the different options that are out there. Again, what I love it for is the breakout stars and the prospects debuting. You can kind of go in there and you can see not only can you find the prospects you hear about on this pod and other Locked On MLB shows, but you can even follow the values change day to day and week to week as players have good performances or poor performances in the minors. And so it almost functions as like a crowdsourced prospect rankings, right? Obviously not entirely scientific because there's supply demand issues there. There's If there was a limited run, it's going to be more valuable, things like that. But on the aggregate, you can use the Sports Card Investor app to help rate your favorite prospects and figure out how good they really are based on the the demand for their trading cards. So download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and your sports info. You can get the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news. Uh, MLB obviously is the star of the calendar right now. We have They have all kinds of futures up, playoff odds. I saw something just the other day. They have a prop bet up. You can bet whether or not Aaron Judge is going to pass the single-season home run record for the Yankees as well as will they beat their single-season win total record. 
So interesting stuff as well as everyday um, betting, live betting, esports, scores, um, games in progress that day and all of that. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season. Um, it's not just baseball. Right now you can look at fighting sports, MMA, UFC, boxing. They have golf on there as well. They have NFL futures if you're a big baseball, if you're a big football fan and you want to get involved with that early. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because Bet Online is where the game starts. All right. We have narrowed this down to three finalists. These are all, again, these are all suggestions from listeners of this show on Twitter on Monday night. Um, I would have told everybody on the audio version about this, but this was a very spontaneous last minute thing. So, uh, number three, the, the guy that, of the three, the obvious kind of third guy, nothing against him, Jainir Diaz, catcher for the Astros. Um, so, this season, 305, 360, 500, 10 home runs between AA Corpus Christi and AAA Sugarland. Which, by the way, if you have not seen the, um, the Sugarland Space Cowboys logos, go check that out. The base logo, like the, 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 the cowboy head with the space, that is great. The alternate logo of the rocket looks pretty dope on a hat. So you'll see one of those on the pod soon, I'm sure. But, no, so 305, 360, 500 happens to be, like, as a catcher, the best hitter for average in this entire system. And normally, I don't necessarily think a catcher would have made this list. But again, offensively, he's very good. He plays first base as well. And so there's a possibility, solid defensive profile, has offensive skills plus raw power. Um, to me, kind of profiles as a backup catcher. There are people who think he could be a starter. And obviously the Astros have had the lowest OPS uh, out of the catching position of any team in baseball this season. So there's an obvious need to have him as well. Um, but to me, I think he's the clear three out of these guys because only 64 games, um, 62 games, I can't do math, 62 games in the high minors all this season, 57 in A, five-game sample right now in AAA. And of those five games, again, incredibly small sample size. I will acknowledge that up front. 167, 273, 444. Kind of going back and looking at some of his game logs, he feels like the kind of guy that takes a minute to adjust when he gets to a new level. So, of the three, the third. The two guys left. Okay. The two guys left. Asturi Ruiz of the Padres and Gunnar Henderson of the Orioles. So, one at a time. Asturi Ruiz has to be the story of the prospect system. This, I'm sorry, of, of, of the Padres prospects this year, right? Okay, 349, 478, 610 is his stat line this year. Um, he's got 13 home runs and 48 of 56 on stolen bases. Absolutely absurd. I believe his single his his full season numbers project out to be absurd. 
Uh, He's on pace for 32 home runs and 118 stolen bases. So he spent 49 games at AA San Antonio, where year over year, he raised his batting average by almost 100 points, 249 to 344. He raised his on-base percentage 150 points, 328 to 474. And he raised his slugging by 200 points, 411 to 611. Again, story of the year in the Padres system. I don't see any other possible guy you can say that's the the biggest mover, that's the biggest surprise in this entire system. Um, Opened up as the number 13 guy. I feel like now he's probably, he's got to be somewhere in the top six or seven. Um, Surprise, like plus raw power. Speed is only average, but despite that, he's stealing tons of bases because he's got very, very good instincts. Um, He's learning to play center field. They moved him from the infield to the outfield. So he's still learning to play center field. Um, his, his reads, his routes, his reactions are average right now. They can get better. Arm is below average. But this is not the guy that you have him here for. Like, he was part of the Trevor Cahill trade between the Padres and Kansas City. Uh, that's not why you have him. You have him because he went up to AAA and he is hitting better. So his average in AAA over um over 17 games, 362, 488, 609, four home runs, 11 of 14 on stolen bases. So he improved his average, improved his on-base percentage and maintained his slugging going from AA to AAA. This dude can handle a promotion and he is absolutely on fire this year. So the other candidate, Gunnar Henderson. So, I don't, I mean, one, as a guy who lives in Auburn, Alabama, Gunnar Henderson was committed to go to Auburn, and the Orioles got him in the second round of 2019 and bought him out of that commitment, and I would have loved to have watched him in person for four years, three years. But, so right now, uh, in uh, this season, 305, 443, 556. 12 home runs, 14 of 16 on stolen bases, so OPS of 999, and he has more walks than strikeouts. 56 walks, 55 strikeouts. Those stats are as of Monday night, so that may have changed by the time you listen to this. But it's, I don't really, I mean, plus arm, above average speed, very good base runner. I mean, takes the extra base, does all of that. Um, I think he's going to unlock some more power. I mean, slugging is 515 I, you know, in, in, in AAA, but I think he's going to unlock some more power because he's still working on the kinetic chain, the upper half and lower half connecting that as he loads for the swing. But that swing itself, uh, he's got quick hands. He gets the barrel in the zone relatively quickly. He kind of shows me as like, he looks like that model of the modern shortstop. The um, average to above average hitter with plus power, very good on the bases. Um, defensively is, is 
good enough. He may outgrow shortstop for third base. I don't know, but I do think he has the potential to be an all-star shortstop. And as the youngest player in AAA on Tuesday night, he hit for the cycle. I think, and he was the most suggested guy, I think we have to say Gunnar Henderson is the new prospect, favorite prospect of the pod. So stay tuned. We're going to reach out to Gunnar Henderson's folks, see if we can get him on the show, present him with this award, explain to him um, what, how this means he's going to get called up and talk to him a bit about his game. Um, if you have questions for the show, reminder, every Monday we do mailbags. We're not taking July 4th off. We'll have one for you then too. Uh, send them in. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at LockedOnFarm. Or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. Also got a Farm Friday coming up this week. It's going to be great. Until then, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Mm-hmm.